Hey guys, welcome back to the flip side. Today we're going to be talking about mental blocks. Uh, I'm pretty sure most, if not everybody, has probably experienced a mental block or two, whether it's small or it's a really big mental block where you just literally can't go for the skill because something in your brain is just telling you you can't do it. Like I've had uh, kids say that they can't go backwards anymore, which is really strange to me because. I mean, doing gymnastics, you have to learn to do back handsprings, back tucks, even just a backward roll. Granted, they've never gotten to the point where they can't do a backward roll, but there's been times where like they can't do other skills going backwards because they feel like my brain just stops and says, I can't do this. And it's strange, but like even small mental blocks of just, um, I can't get myself to be comfortable enough setting and just like pushing tall instead of letting it lean backwards too far for doing like a back tuck or a back handspring or something, another different type of skill. Um, so Chris, what would be mental blocks like for tricking that you may have experienced or have had kids that you've done private lessons with or just people that you knew experienced? Cause I feel like mental blocks would be quite a bit different for tricking potentially. Yeah. Um, well the mind body connection in tricking is super deep and I'm, it yeah. is in gymnastics too, but with all the single leg requirements and your direction of motion being so important with these connections is really complicated for, you know, to, to go from beginner to intermediate. So that's where you, and especially when people come into this, you know, at 16 to 20 years old with no prior experience of any sports whatsoever. And they're like, Oh, you want me to do what? (laughs) Right. And so it's a little different. And I think we experience different mental blocks than gymnastics does because in gymnastics, you usually start young. So those mental blocks are off and on, or maybe from skill to skill. Whereas in tricking, I feel like it is um, less about upgrading a skill and more about doing it initially. And yeah. So, and, and setups are a huge one because you can watch a TDR a thousand times and still have no idea how to do it. That's <laughs> true. You, right. And and then even when you go through the motion a thousand times, you still have no idea how you could possibly do a double cork from that. Even if you have J step dub, you're like, there's no way that this is ever going to be strong. And so the okay. mental block um, that is occurring, I feel like is a repetition based one. And also it's based on, I guess, insecurity is the best way to say it Yes, um, because you're not sure that you're doing it correctly. So you're so worried about the technique that you're doing instead of just learning about doing the trick. So I would, okay. so with a lot of the tricks is what I tell people is do it badly a thousand times and then fix it a little bit and then do it that way and then fix it a little bit more. And then do it that way. So that way you're building on something because what I see all the time is people will completely scratch it and try to start over, which is a valid response, but you can't do that every time. You have to learn something from your experiences. You can't just just delete them and start over from scratch. You have to, you're gaining information and experience. So why would you just completely start over? Um, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, and then another way to get rid of that experience or, or the insecurity Another way to, to get rid of that insecurity that I really wanted to mention and I just can't forget is uh, what we used to do at the beginning is we would always pick a tricker that we looked up to and we would go, I'm this tricker right now. And we would pretend that so we mentally. were them. 
Yes. Well, we would literally embody that person. It would be like, yeah. this is what their spin set feels like. This is what their confidence level feels like. I've done this trick a thousand times. And then you just do it with that full send confidence. Okay. And either you completely fail or you're like, wow, my spin step was so smooth. My energy transfer was really smooth. This is the spot I messed up because you're just relieving yourself of the insecurity and the caution, which is yeah. usually the, you know, you can't fix things if you're not actually trying. That is true. If you don't fully commit to things, it can definitely have some very negative side effects very quickly. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to say this before I get too far for me personally, I don't always relate, uh, fear-based things as a mental block, but it is like a version of mental blocks. And I agree with that. Like you were saying, like it, it is a confidence thing most of the time, especially with like weird mental blocks. It's just, you don't feel like you can do something and you have to find those ways where you can get yourself to do it. And I really like the embodying somebody because I've never actually tried that. And that's a good one. I should just embody Chris because apparently I just need to do that sometimes. Embody <laughs> um, Simone Biles. She's your idol. Boy, I am not like four, nine and 120 pounds. <laughs> but if I you believe. Two ten. Like If you believe, Sean. <laughs> If I believe hard enough, I can make it happen. You, I mean, yeah. you're not wrong. You are not <laughs> wrong. Um, and I, I want to build off that that point where. Oh, thank you. Yes, it, like just doing it and like getting comfortable, just like failing, is a good way to get over a mental block. Because I feel like a lot of people have that innate fear of failing or falling because it's scary and it, I mean, it potentially hurts if you fall wrong. And I get it. But you can't let that hold you back. Like I learned, and I took this away more than I think it was probably meant to, but uh, I was watching Stranger Things. This was like years ago at this point. And I think it was season two where uh, one of the main protagonists looks at the one of the kids and he's like, look, you just, you can't run away from fear. You have to just run at it. And that's like the best way to take care of it. You have to run at it and just, not care what happens and sometimes it comes to that where you just have to full send and just hope for the best like there are times as long as you're doing it safely it's better to just do that and see how far you get and know what you need to fix than just like hold back forever because holding back and i always say holding back is what makes mistakes happen you don't want to hold back but um and a way people hold back and i think they don't think about it is they worry about the landing all the time. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> or they focus on a certain part too much. And it's like, you got to let the skill happen. You're, you're worrying about the wrong part. They're like, well, I don't want to land wrong. I'm like, I get that. But you're going to land wrong because you're focusing on it. They're like, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, if I'm not worried about doing this skill, the landing is going to happen no matter what I do. Like, you're going to come back down to the floor unless gravity just magically stops. You're going to come back down. So <laughs> yeah, you better pay it. attention and do yeah, it the you best do. you can. <laughs> like, simplest answer, pay attention to the skill. Worry about doing the skill right, the landing just happens. Even yeah, if something's wrong, the landing You can happens. even cut it off even before that. Where So you're talking about, you're like, I'm worried about injury. Okay, what part of the injury are you worried about? Yeah. I'm worried, that for me, the thing is like, over-rotating is really scary because I will hyper things. So my right ankle is tender. It's fragile. So over-rotating onto my right ankle unexpectedly is very bad. 
<laughs> and uh, and then other injuries would be I've separated my left shoulder so many times. So under flipping, I'll slip onto my shoulder, um, and then over rotating flips. So like I will smack my head and get concussions. Those are things yeah. that have happened too many times, more times than they should have happened. But those are like <laughs> the repetitive ones. And so those are the things I'm most cautious about. And so thinking about that, or maybe some other fears that are like more personalized, whatever yours are. So you're thinking about those fears that you have. And instead of being like, okay, well, so what, at what point do those happen? So for example, my right ankle, mine happens when I over rotate. So let's under rotate it. I'm safe to under rotate it. Or say you're doing a B twist and you're like, how do I get to my feet? Well, show me that you can get to your back first and then pop to your feet or show me you can get to your knees first. And then as soon as you tell a student to be like, oh, get to your knees, they're like, oh, that's easy. And then they can, yeah. and you're like, now it's just stand it up more. Yeah, as soon as they have a different point than like the complete, they're like, can you give 80%? And they're like, oh, I can give 80%. The 100% is the only scary part. Yeah, because it's a full send. Like once you stop committing the 100%, you know you're pretty much like screwed because you're, stop- you're trying to stop the skill and you can't just stop the skill. It's not how it works <laughs> or at least it's not how it should work um oh another thing oh god where was my brain going i had an idea damn it and i'm getting this mid recording uh, oh be comfortable uh, like you said going to like your knees or your hands and knees don't be afraid of landing there like that is the biggest thing that i've learned is like just be comfortable going to what i call table position is just putting your hands down and landing on your knees be comfortable with it because more of the time if you under rotate it's better to almost go there and just like land and fall forward than to over rotate land on your heel and just like eat it into the floor like that sucks and you learn how to bail correctly and fall in control if you learn how to be comfortable going to hands and knees and that takes a big fear away of oh if i under rotate i don't know how i'm gonna land well now i know how to do this position well now i know (laughs) it makes it less scary and that's the thing totally sorry continue no so the only thing i wanted to add there was that when you over rotate you're doing a part of the trick that doesn't exist yes so say right so you say you over rotate a double back that over rotation that's not supposed to be part of the flip versus if you under rotate you're learning to spot the landing right you're learning to spot the landing you're you're still a hundred percent of that experience was still during the trick yeah. versus adding stuff onto the trick. It's yeah. That's, that's all I want to say is just, that's true. It's all applicable. And it's that same thing where you don't just erase it. You no. just learn from it. Yeah. You learn from opening up just a little bit too early and crashing. You're like, okay, I just need to hold on a little longer. Oh, I still under rotate just a little bit less. Okay. Just hold on a little longer and still like be looking for the floor at that point at the, at the spot time. And like, for me, like my personal fear, I mean, you, I mean, listeners should probably know if I've mentioned it 800 times and Chris knows, like, I'm afraid of <laughs> twisting my right leg or just landing on my right leg in general, because like, there's like nothing to it anymore, pretty much. Like there's the MCL, the LCL, and the PCL, but I don't have an ACL. My meniscus is pretty much gone and it's just garbage at this point. So like, I'm afraid of over twisting. Like that's a we that's like a big thing for me. Like how you guys as trickers like land and sometimes continue twisting certain seals. I'm like, I couldn't do that. Like that. Right. Yeah, like twisting through the floor. 
Yeah, I would rather under and over rotate things because I know how to control an over rotation and an under rotation. But controlling an over twist is absolutely terrifying. Oh, it's like that thing that people have been doing. There was like this trend where people were sticking stuff for a while. I was like, not a chance, dude. I am not going to stick anything. I am not jumping on that trend. Like when you're twisting like sideways and then trying to stick something, you're not coming from above. If you open early, you're, you know, it's a completely different kind of type of control and it's not a comfortable kind. You're just, your body's like unwinding and you're like freeze. (laughs) And then all your joints scream. If you're not essentially like quote unquote gymnast twisting where it's more coming through that vertical axis. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to stick those skills either because I'd be like, my rotational, like my rotational forces are going to be going the wrong way and I'm going to land and it's just not going to end well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so going a little bit more back on topic of like just types of mental blocks at this point, instead of my unfortunate personal experience of destroying my ACL, God knows how many times, um, another form of mental block is not like we had talked about earlier, just not letting yourself go for the skill and that in a way of getting over that mental block, because sometimes it is just full sending it in a safe area, breaking down the skill into its components can actually help a lot and you can break it down. And sometimes it feels like the stupidest ways, but it helps. So like what I do with some of my girls when they're learning souks is I will literally have them do a cartwheel to a two foot stand and backward roll down a pie. They're like, well, what's the point of this? I'm like, that's a souk. It's essentially the same thing. Granted your feet don't touch the floor until you roll over, but that is a souk. Everything about that is literally this skill. You push off your hands and you do that flip. Now, what we do then is I start upgrading it and I like, okay, now go push off your hands and land on the pie in a, like in a chair position or a seat and then backward roll. Okay, now do that and kind of lift your knees up and land on your butt and backward roll. Okay, well now land on your back and backward roll. Well, now you're pretty much just doing it and you're breaking it down into those little components and trying to make it easier and less scary. So they understand how it feels to do certain things. And with twisting, Sometimes I'll let, I'll literally just make them lay on the ground and just roll sideways and just learn how to pull their arm and have them feel that. And then I do it on a pie where they roll off the pie or like an incline mat and have yeah. it feel like they're upside down and twisting because that's a different orientation and it's weird. And then I just incline it more and I'm just like, all right, now do the same thing. Okay. Now we're going to add the flip to it. You're going to flip to your back and roll. And that's the time we're going to start with the late twist, then make it earlier. So then you start understanding it and you break it down. Like sometimes it is just the simplest drills. I mean, even for doing like a snatch cannon, like you can break that down pretty far. <laughs> like, but it's surprising. Like if you I want- mean, you can. And it's really funny. I remember when I was doing my first one and and I was I was trying to do it. And the people that were in the gym with me, they were like, they were like, can you do a cork? I'm like, yeah. Like, can you do a backflip? Yeah. All right. <laughs> You got it. like an thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like yeah, you're 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 right. Like when you think of it like that, I don't know why, but the move that keeps popping into my head while we're talking about this is a uh, flip fist. So double front in, half out. Oh, those are I could never do that. Oh, I can do it really easily, but on on the trampoline, of course. But <laughs> the thing is, is that every time I'm about to go for it, I have this weird fear that I'm gonna open for the half early. Yeah. You know, and, and, but then I'm jumping up and down and I'm like, so what I want to talk about is trusting your body 
So you, you yes. do the drills and you're like, mentally, I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but I know that my body knows how to properly react on instinct. And I know that I trained double front enough. I know I've trained front half enough. I know I've trained front half in back out. And the reason that's relevant is because you need to know what not to do also, yeah. as well as what to do, which is why just sending certain tricks into foam pit and just sending certain tricks to a bail point instead of the full thing. That's yeah. why all of that's so important. And then just send it and trust your body because the, the, the alternative is sending it and not trusting your body, which is yeah, that's way, way worse. <laughs> that's but not what you want to do. There's a, there's a difference between sending it and feeling it out versus jumping in the air and hoping for the best. I mean, you can, let's talk about this too. Um, I want to hear your take on, so if you're dealing with a mental block and you're doing a trick that you're not hundred percent comfortable with, how much muscle are you putting into it? How much are you actually sending the trick? Surprisingly enough, I don't normally full send unless I'm like 100% confident. I'll usually, if I'm not 100% comfortable, I will 90% send the, send the trick. Because I don't want to over muscle it, which can happen because you try to force something when you don't need to. Most of the time when you do skills, it should almost be relaxed. You should be tight enough to be doing the skill and have control, but letting your body actually like, like I say, flow. You should be letting it flow and actually just doing the whole movement. Where if you try to fight it and try to force things at certain times, sometimes it just doesn't work out the way you want. And then it, it kind of like fire signals in your head of like, oh shit, something's going wrong. Like I need to stop and I need to figure out what's going on. And you don't have time for that. It's like and I percent sense skills. Maybe 90%. Okay. Um, I would say that initially when I'm sending a, a skill, like for example, like a B twist, I would under, so it's an interesting idea is like 90% sounds like a lot, but you're also saying flow and control. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not in 90% mode a hundred percent of the time I'm in 90% mode on like the takeoff. Yeah. And then the rest of it is the, is the, I hope it goes right. And then you trust your body because you've drilled and then you come down. It's like commitment, 90%, maybe some caution in your eyes as you're coming around, Yep, you know, but, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. Where you're, cause, cause you're not 90% trying to actively do something no. that I think is a misconception is like when you're trying to do a new skill, you're like, so much is happening at once. I'm doing a B kick. I'm doing a twist. I'm potentially doing a kick. I need to get this flat spin to go all the way over to complete. I should use a spin step because I don't have enough power from standing. All this stuff that's going through your head and you're like, well, can you do a 360? Can you do a B kick? All right, see what happens and then apply something different. And yeah. the application is immediately at the beginning or nearest to the end or it's a body position thing. There's not, that's what's super crazy is like, I've been breakdancing a lot and seeing the difference between breakdancing and tricking, it makes tricking seem extremely easy, which I know it's not. It's just what I have my experience in. But yeah. the idea in breakdancing is that you're constantly moving and you're constantly interacting with the floor. And you're constantly being pulled by gravity and resisting gravity versus in tricking, there's one immediate explosive action. You resist gravity and then you just, get to you fly you just keep you just you just do you just have to try one time <laughs> and then the rest of it you're just hanging on for the ride 
and that's the thing the setup is always important like especially when trying a new thing or getting over a mental block go from a setup that is comfortable because you know you have confidence in the setup especially if it's a setup into like like um for me when i was like working full ends the first time the first time i ever set a full in I mean, granted, I'm doing it out of round off back handspring, but that is like my comfortable backward setup is doing round off back handspring. And I am like, I was always 100% positive. So I would, I would really like crank the round off back handspring. So I would give it like 90 to 100%. And then the second I feel the set, then it's the flow and the skill. And I'm giving like that. And I'm back into that like 80, 90 range where I'm just like trying to feel it out and just go with the motion and feel the way through. And that, that setup is what's important because it gives you that confidence in your head of just like, okay, I do this setup and I know I should be good out of it always. And I don't have a problem with it. Like if you're working, like if you're doing like a first gainer and you're going to do it out of like just a scoot, okay, well, be confident with your scoot. If you know you can scoot and like at least get gainer over and bail, now just put a little bit more energy through the scoot. So then when you take off, you know, you just have to, you just have to ride it and just let it go. And you're fine. As long as you hit your position and you hit your shape, you're good. It doesn't really matter because it's just going to flow anyway. Or am I like, no, that's a super good point. That's actually what I was, I was just going to talk about all that is like people are trying to learn a skill out of a skill that isn't honed properly. Yeah. Um, That that's what you're saying. And that's really not, I mean, of course you're going to have a mental block on sending a gainer out of a trick that you're not comfortable with. We're, I remember when I was first learning triple cork and I was trying to do TDR triple cork for the longest time. And I was like, I cannot get the flip twist ratio. Right. I don't know where to look when I set and all this stuff. And then, uh, it was brought to my attention. <laughs> they go, you, you never do TDR ever, except when you try to do triple cork. And I was like, right. you know what? <laughs> You're right. So You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I switched to master scoot and I started doing triple corks for master scoot instead. And, like, bro, your master scoot is like on point. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I don't, I don't know why, but it just, it's perfect for my body. And it's funny too. I think it's just the body type because yeah. it's me and Andrew, I think have like the best master scoots. Like yeah, you guys fucking ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty proud of like, I will be doing some, I don't know. My vanish master scoot is the exact same power as my regular master scoot, That's which terrible. is kind of unheard of. Like it's, it's literally just the stretch of my arms. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm there. And it just oh. all works out. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It just always, always, always come natural. So I should have been doing that from the get go. But then what's funny is that I started doing the master scoot to initially train the triple cork, but then I started training the TDR separately into double corks and double cork variations. And now I can do TDR triple cork easier. And now I can even do zero three easier just yeah. because so it was like, it wasn't a ma- like, I knew that G switch was my strongest setup from the beginning. I knew that. And I actually had tried it from G switch before I even tried it from master scoot. But my point is I wasn't training the G switch or the master scoot because they weren't good enough to do triple cork out of, I mean, the master scoot yeah. was, but my point is, my point is I needed to train the triple cork. Yeah. Is all I'm trying to say. So the, the skill you're using has to be strong enough. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Now, another um, another mental block that can happen, and I've had this happen with one kid, unfortunately, because they they hurt, they pretty much like broke their wrist. Pretty Like it was pretty bad. All that happened was they were doing a round off back handspring. 
They were supposed to do a back top up onto a mat. They're always a little scared of going up on a, an eight inch mat the first time. I get it. We don't do it enough in my opinion, which I'm trying to, we're working on. And they brain farted. They did. So I brain fart like that brain just like clicked off for some reason. They did the round off and it literally looked like they stopped like motion time just froze for them. <laughs> Nothing was happening. And all of a sudden it just like clicked back on. And then they were like, Oh, I have to do a back handspring. And they put their hands down wrong. And then they got scared of doing round up back handspring back tuck because like, they're like, well, what if I brain fart again? It's like, okay, sometimes it's good just to do the, just do the skill right away. So you don't get a mental block on it. But like, if you get hurt on it, and even if it's like the simplest skill, like I've had times where even for me, like it was a very simple skill that I've gotten scared of where you just have to work your way back up to it and just like do the simple drills that helped you out in the beginning. Like, let's say you get, or like for me, double full, like double full is really not that hard or you could equate it to like double cork. It's, it's difficult it's enough where like not everybody does it, but it's not really that hard. It's not. It's almost considered a beginner move now. Yes. So the way I learned to twist, we did back half, then back full, then back one and a half, and then double full. It's the way I learned to progress. And like when we were on the trampoline, like, like that's what I did. I did a back half. I was like, okay, I feel comfortable. Did back full. All right. I feel comfortable. Did a back, did a couple more just in case. And I was like, all right, now I'm going to do back full. And at the last second, I'm going to pull the half. Okay. That felt comfortable. I'll just go for it a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier, do a true one and a half. Okay. That felt fine. Now I'm going to do one and a half and then do a late last half. It's almost like a, that's not a snap because a snap is full, but essentially doing as late as possible. Yeah. Like almost like a Cairo. Yeah. Like I had to work my way back up. Cause like, that is the skill I and pretty much ended my career on. And it just terrifies me for like no good reason. Like a back two and a half would probably scare me a little bit less going into a foam pit or even doing a forward two and a half, which is harder, scares me less than doing a backwards double full, which makes well, you just have that doubt in your mind. Yes. And it's just, and I always work myself back up to it because I'm like, okay, I just have to get comfortable just letting myself do the skill. My body knows how it's a simple thing, but just take it from that basic setup and just like, like, let's say you get scared to double cork. Okay. Just do cork. Okay. Cork feels fine. Even start from gainer. Gainer feels fine. I'm doing the fattest gainer possible. Okay. That feels great. Okay. Now I'm going to do cork. Great. Cork seems easy. All right. Now I'm going to do a really fat cork. Awesome. Now I'm going to do a, a, a variated cork. Okay. Now I'm going to try just to pull a double cork, but I have to make it feel like a fat cork. And just yeah, that's actually a really good point. Is that's something that I used to do, and it's actually how I learned my double B twist. Is so I was trying to do um what you were saying with your double full. So you say you would do a one and a half, and then you yep. have trouble twist, is what we call it. So you do one and a half and then trouble twist your dub so that you're kind of just like working it in, and then eventually yeah. you pull it for real. And uh, I was trying to do that with B twist. So I would do the biggest B twist I could, and then I would try to trouble twist the last 360. I tried doing okay. B twist hyper and trying to rotate that left leg around for, to finish the twist, and it wasn't working at all. And then instead, I was like, well, my B kick might not be high enough. So I did a B kick, and I tried to do B kick with a twist. And I was like, okay, that was higher than my normal B twist. So then I tried to do a high B twist with another twist again, still no luck. And then I was like, what if I just do? a B kick double twist. 
instead of trying to make the twist separate, make it one big twist, but with the fat set and it worked. And now whenever I have trouble with it, it just is that because all that's making me do is just pause on the set and it's making me kick harder. And then the rest of it is happening naturally because of repetition. So just looking at tricks differently and understanding different comparisons and understanding how they fit together is another way to really get over mental blocks. And when you get hurt on a skill that you've done a thousand times, it's still scary to rework. And I get it, honestly. Like, Jesus, I hate it with a passion because it's like the, even for me, like double, it's the stupidest thing that I'm scared of. But you you have to remind yourself and it's hard to accept. I've done this how many times and I messed up only once where I got really hurt. Like I can't let that hold me back that much. Because like statistically, you'll be fine. Like if you've done a thousand and you miss one, that's not even <laughs> 1% of the time that you get hurt. That's 0.1% of them that you've gotten hurt on. That is so negligible. It's crazy. You just, you gotta let yourself work past the fear and that is a hard thing to like get you to actually do most of the time most people struggle with that i have a lot of people that struggle with that they're like oh well i'm gonna do this again like i have a kid that's on team that they they accidentally let go of the bar in the middle of the back hip circle it's a super simple skill it is like the easiest bar skill on earth beyond a pullover and ever since then she they've been scared of it and i'm like i i understand where you're coming from but remember you've done how many of these and you messed up on one you can't let yourself do that. And I was like, just take it back to where it's easier. Just bend your legs and just focus on just like really making a tight ball around the bar and just spinning around and then just learn to straighten back out and be comfortable with it. But you got to go for it. If you never Actually, go for it, you will never get past it. Yeah. And I, something related to that is I, man, it was back like seven, eight years ago. I don't even remember who said it, but I read something or I heard something on Instagram about someone talking about it. It was like this whole like speech thing. And I just, I, I vaguely remember it, seeing it on Instagram or maybe it was a YouTube video. I don't know, but it was when I was just consuming so much um, like tricking content. So there's no way I would be able to tell you who it was from, but <laughs> I was, I was learning double back at the time on trampoline. And basically they said, if you mess it up or if you like freeze not like get injured or you you don't yeah. understand it, but if you freeze on a trick that you should be able to send or should be able to do, or you just stopped for no reason, then you just do it immediately again. You don't yeah, take a break. You, you don't hurt, just do it again. Yes, and immediately they said you you can't wait longer. I think than thirty seconds is what is what they said. I would bet you that was Greg Rowe. I actually I was. I doing I, that too. You know. Yes, I was thinking Scott McDonald, but I think you're right. Greg Rowe sounds sounds right. I actually remember talking about it with you at the session. Yeah, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, so it was like you can't wait 30 seconds because otherwise it becomes like that's the end product. It, it becomes yeah. imprinted in your mind that that was that's either awesome. an attempt or that it was like allowed because when you don't – because you don't fall. So you freeze and you land and you go, oh, I'm okay. You're like, eh, yeah. but that's not – uh, that's not a win so no. it's not okay so basically you need to treat it like you failed yeah and you, you just got to get up and try again 
nothing that's that bad. Like, um, I actually have two recent examples. Uh, one meet we went to Florida. It was actually our most recent meet. Uh, I think she was level nine or level 10. And she like slipped off the bar doing double back dismount and like necked it. I mean, hardcore. I mean, she rolled over well enough where she, I don't think she truly came down straight down, but she like super under rotated, necked and rolled over. And I mean, you're in a competition that doesn't count as a dismount because you didn't put your feet down first. So now she doesn't have a dismount. So she has to go back up there and try again. And she just went back up perfect double back like stuck it everything like it was amazing and the girls looked at me they're like how did she just get back up and do that i was like because she's probably done that double back hundreds if not thousands of times and she knows she has the confidence in the body awareness where she's like i just messed up i just need to get back up and try again and like i need to because of like routine requirements but like it just happened just need to try again that's fine i didn't get hurt i'm good and um Last week, I had a girl, she was just doing tap swings and she made the incorrect body position. Her hand slipped. And I mean, she literally went up into the air, like butt first and just dove down to the bar off the high bar. And she just dove straight down to the mat. So she, I mean, that, that means you're falling like seven, eight feet. To your feet. <laughs> That's pretty aggressive. Yeah. And she just like rolled over and I looked at her, I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, I didn't 100% like freak out right away, but I was just like, I kind of made that face that I, I make when girls fall. I'm like, son of a bitch, why? Right, why? <laughs> like the it's one really scary. I'm not stand, the one time I'm not standing there and then you severely fuck up. Like, God, why? <laughs> I know it's all, it's because I think when you're not there, they feel more free to try something crazy or like they're not focused on technique because you're not there to berate them about it. So they're yeah. just going to not focus. And you're like, that's when it happens, of course. I know. And- <laughs> She sat up right away, so I knew that she wasn't like, I mean, Dead. I assume her neck wasn't broken. But <laughs> um, I mean, she sat back up. I mean, obviously, you're probably going to start. I mean, I think most people would probably tear up at that point because that's like, it feels like a life or death situation at that point because, like, Jesus Christ, you're coming down seven feet to a mat on your head, which is terrifying. Um, and I just, I just sat down with her for a second. I was like, "Are you okay? Does does your neck hurt anywhere? Can you move your head?" Are you seeing anything? Like I did the general concussion tests and all that kind of stuff. See perfectly fine. She, she even said, she's like, I just rolled over and like landed on my neck. Like I didn't really like land on my head. And I just thought I was like, all right, like just take a minute, breathe, get some chalk, but I need you to come back up here and you got to try again. I'll still stand here, but I need you to try again. Like I can't wait till the next practice because you'll just get it will make you scared to try to go that hard for this, for this swing. And I can't let you do that. Like you have to try again. She's like, okay. And she, I let her take longer than the 30 seconds, which like technically by that rule is like kind of bad, but sometimes you need just a breath. And like, like I like to say re recenter or Zen. And it's just like re like recenter, just breathe, calm down without saying calm down. <laughs> and just <laughs> yeah you can't say that no and just let yourself try again and you'll be fine because you've done it god knows how many times you will be fine just let yourself do it but um i mean yeah <laughs> I, guess, I guess i don't really have anything else to add to like all of the mental blocks um i think i've given pretty much any of my advice that i've had i, think, I mean 
you said everything I wanted to hit and I said anything that I wanted to add too. So I think that that pretty much covers it. Uh, we can definitely do another episode on this if uh, something else comes up, but yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Perfect. Uh, then we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flipside Podcast. Make sure to share and subscribe to support our podcast. And you can subscribe by clicking the link in our Spotify description. And just know that your contributions help us bring you guys the best content. Make sure you're following our Instagram at the underscore flip underscore side underscore podcast to get all of our updates on future episodes, merch, and other plans that we have in store for you guys. And you can follow me at Crispy Tricks on Instagram. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y underscore T-R-I-X for my tricking journey and more tricking tips. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.